five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Let's start with some warmth. Uh, sorry, podcasters, you're not going to see the great video pictures, but it'll give you something to look forward to someday. Cool. What a year. Let's try to make Christmas a little brighter, shall we? Oh, what a great place to start. The Light Globe Gin Liqueur with Edible Gold Leaf. Gosh, I don't know whether to drink it or put it on top of the tree. Edible Gold Ooh, Leaf in the liqueur? This? Our best ever smoked salmon, smoked before. over oak wow. and chestnut. This is Marks and Spencer. Wow, these are a little bit fancy pants. Collection mini beef and porcini Yorkshires. Oh, Slow cooked beef, beef creamy mushroom with a garlic and herb crumb. Oh, the big finale, the triple chocolate panettone. I'm going to move Come to on. England just for this. Come on, don't be shy. That's <laughs> it. So Dark chocolate, chocolate sauce and white chocolate chips because, well, because Christmas. This is not just Christmas food. This is M&S Christmas. M&S Christmas food. It's one of the bright spots. M&S as a retailer struggled a bit, but their food has done really well. But did you see that liqueur with edible sparkles? Where can you get that? Somebody help me out. Find that. I want to know where I can get that. Thanks for the super heart. The importance of QR codes in the pandemic. Lessons from Asia Pacific. Look at this. And they've got, oh, they've roped off this kitty swing, which I think is criminal. But um, <laughs> safe entry for contact tracing. <laughs> Hit the QR code. <laughs> I think that's horrible. It's horrible in a park, but uh, outdoors, in the sunshine. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is QR codes have taken over in a way that only a few of us expected. Yes, it was me. It was me 20 years ago. I told you this would happen. Because QR codes are a bridge between the virtual world and the physical world. And that's something that you need. You can't get away from it. And for all those people who put cutesy logos in their QR codes and made them look not like QR codes, you know, like all the pictures in this catalog, you can scan and get, no, don't do that. Just stick a stinking QR code in it. You can put your logo in the middle. But make sure that it's still visible. I think I can actually do this. Look at that. I can do that right on the picture. <laughs> anyway, make sure it's obvious and visible. And, uh, you know, one of the there's a couple of good points in here. Asia Pacific, QR codes have empowered people to easily access information. But in addition to that, you get purchasing patterns through QR codes. A QR code is a, like a magical key code. We used to build key codes. And if you forgot to put the key code on the catalog, you could take a big, fat, juicy marker and go down the sides of list A, make it purple, list B, make it red. <laughs> or you can take a drill press, drill through the whole catalog. Say, so is, is there a hole in the upper left? Oh, okay, then we know what list that's from. Is there a hole in the lower left? You know, like that. Well, there's one on both sides. Yeah, yeah, oh, I meant in the middle or, you know, never mind. Outside of the page, inside. You know, there, anyway, we would do that on order forms and stuff when we forgot. But QR codes take that and you can make every QR code trackable. <clears throat> and so if you want to check your 
who's really ordering off your media ads, use a QR code. Test it. I'm not saying you have to use it. You can do it on billboards. Just don't do it on freeway billboards because I see people, you know, uh, with their, and I think that they're going to die and they may take me with them. Um, uh, he says the global pandemic is getting people to adopt technological behaviors at speed. But when it's all over, when this is all over, few will stick. People will want to simply stroll into restaurants and peruse paper. Yeah, that's, we were at a restaurant in Minneapolis. I was shocked. It was open. You could eat indoors. It was, you know, at least half full. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't jammed, but it was nice. And I thanked them for being open. And they had um, a QR code on the table, and we were supposed to get the menu that way. But the girls, the wives, whatever, they're still girls. <clears throat> they wanted paper, and they had, you know, it was just a laser printed plain old piece of paper but that works and it still gives you different engagement it does i have to say uh and we had a great really good burger and it was really fun but the point is if you're not testing qr cards you're losing it you're losing your mind i want to see if vermont country store has any yep well no see vermont country store just looking there they went in and they decided this I actually had a talk with Hamaker Slemmer about it, and they said, oh, the merchandise people don't like the idea of boosting one product. I said, you put one product on the cover. Uh, anyway, I'm going to call them on Country Store today. Tell them I mentioned them in my, my show. So, over to this. I thought this was hilariously funny. 44% of companies expect a collaborative CMO-CIO relationship. Now, Let's just boil that down for a second. I had a, I got a standing ovation at the database conference way back, you know, way back when it first started. And I talked about, I talked about database architecture with an eye toward right brain, left brain. It's not as simple as right brain, left brain. I understand that's been largely debunked, but there is uh, conscientiousness and systems. I was listening to this just on Jordan Peterson on, on uh, Monday night. And he said, you know, the, the conscientious people want walls. They want structure. Okay. And the creative people don't want any walls. They want to live at the edge of civilization and interact with whatever happens. <laughs> and that's good in a safe environment. But if it's not safe, you get, you know, you get eaten <laughs> by the, by nature. Oh, man, it just brings to mind the guy who lived with the grizzly bears. And the grizzly bears are walking behind him in his videos. and uh, But they never had a really warm look in their eye. They were saying, as long as we're well fed, you're okay. And they ate him one day. <laughs> and there are advantages to walls, Jordan was saying. But anyway, the IT department, you know, the... the uh, the head of IT from Daytimers flew in one time to see me, and he said, "We understand, we understand your your spreadsheets and your analysis and your and your way to give marketing some some computer power." This was back when we didn't know if marketing there were any marketing reasons for marketing to even use computers. 
and they would they wondered if we could help them with their stuff and i said well you know there's a really fundamental problem um he said he said we're giving our 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 marketing people access to our main uh order processing system and i said yeah but then they'll ask dumb questions they'll ask queries about the last 10 years and it'll slow it down oh yeah he said we don't allow them to run queries between august and and january at all and i said well yeah it's too bad they couldn't write code oh yeah that's where we're going to we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna give programmers to the marketing department and i said oh that's creative he smiled i said that means you're going to let the marketing department program your computer. And he said, yeah. And I said, let me say that again. You're going to let the marketing people program your computer. <laughs> and he turned pale white. The blood just drained from his face. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It like he was going to throw up right on the spot. And he said, oh, I see what you mean. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's not that marketing people aren't smart. It's that, you know, uh, all of the vendors in database decided to give marketing access to their uh, to their data, you know. That was the big trend for for a couple of decades. And I had the the guy who worked for me was the chief technology officer at Deluxe Check and was head of uh, at at Current and he had like 300 people working for him. And we were friends, and he moved back to Wisconsin, and and I gave him flexibility, and we did some other things for him and his family, and and, and so it was probably pretty okay. But uh, he was the smartest guy I've ever known, and he's working for me, right? Like, and and he, I said, Jim, we got to get, we got to let the clients access their data, you know, the data. So. Unlike the daytimer structure, where the marketing people were supposed to directly write programs, we pulled all the data off and we and we created a playground for crazy ideas. We could implement variables all day long, uh, and that's probably our main differentiating factor: is we build variables, whereas everybody else just, you know, does machine learning. Well, the variables are the key to the whole thing. So. Uh, if you can find another vendor that builds the werewolf variable, then, you know, they're worth talking to at least. I've never run into anyone else who've ever built it. We have it as part of our package. And it mostly doesn't work, but sometimes it does. And when it does, you have a key to personalization that you never dreamed. And sometimes it's really valuable. Anyway, and we do that all day long. So we build a sandbox to play in for the marketing people. When they come up with an idea, we build variables. We built we built a COVID-19 unemployment trends variable. We took July of 19 and compared it with April of 2020. And where was the mean moves in unemployment? Did your database vendor do that? No, probably not. Okay, so we... We moved the data over. But then I said, Jim, we need to let those marketing people access that. And he said, well, let me ask you one question, John, because he was the structure guy. He was the IT guy. I'm not that guy. He said, I'm the creative guy with no walls. He said, John, 
the marketing people ask you questions, right, about what they're after. And he said, and he said, the marketing people ask you questions, and uh, when have they ever asked for what they wanted? And I said, never. Right. He says, they ask you for, they tell you what they want, and then they try to ask you how they would get it, and they never, they don't understand data. They don't understand the way you would approach it. He said, and you always coach them through it. Right. He said, what are the chances, if you just give them direct access, that they'll actually interpret it correctly? I said, like, zero. He said, okay, well, when that changes, I'll build the interface. I have an article on LinkedIn. It's called Getting Bitheads to Do What You Want. And it's been fairly popular on, you know, there's thousands of, of views on my website. Uh, but, but it's not what you think. It talks about how IT people are the most helpful people in the world. And uh, they really want to help marketing. But they suspect that marketing doesn't know what they want. And they ask for twice what they want because they know IT will give them half what they ask for, which is true. And then IT gives them the wrong half. But by then, there's new marketing people. So... Uh, this is a really interesting fantasy here, <laughs> and there's even a story about Walgreens, but one of the funniest parts, here, look at this, time to move customer experience to human experience, like that's going to change anything, and, and it says, although 51% of IT respondents believed the chief marketing officer role would be replaced altogether. <laughs> What a great statement. It's just buried in the middle there. The IT people hope marketing will go away forever. <laughs> so if you are a marketing person and you're frustrated with your IT people, let me explain it to you. It's you. You are the problem. You are 100% of the problem. You are the problem. And if you want to work with your IT department, you might want to hire somebody that can tell you that your questions are stupid before you ask them. That's been my role most of my career. I get in between IT and, and marketing. And, you know, the IT people really like me. A lot of times IT brings me in. They're like, oh, we're so frustrated. We don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. That's their suspicion, but it's absolutely true. And why is it true? Wait, let's let's help the marketing people out. We'll just give them the last part here. Why is it true? It's true because marketing is predicting the future. Who could have predicted COVID-19 shutting down the whole world? Who could have predicted that? Nobody. Marketing is attempting to predict the future. And they're attempting to predict 2021, but... They don't even know. We don't even know who's going to be president. Oh, and I wanted to congratulate Joe Biden sincerely for his um, projected victory. Now, I saw on social media this morning that Michigan had officially unchecked their projection, which would take that away. So maybe it was premature that I did that. But if you watch to the end, you'll make it. But it may happen. Maybe get back checked. Check the back again.
Who knows what will happen? The point is you don't know. Nobody knows the future. But the marketing people have to try to go get it. The accounting people, they just sort out the past. The accounting people are historians. The marketing people are prophets. And it's tough. And so they're always searching for the next thing that's going to help them predict the future. And you know what? You can't. That's why they went to database marketing. That's why they went to big data. That's why they went to machine learning and AI. They keep latching on to the shiny objects because you know what? That's what a marketing mind is like. They're opportunists. And they need to be that. Because if you just stay static, you're going to die. You know, technology may not save marketing. It probably won't. But it gives them something to do. And it keeps you from stratifying. You know, IT, with their structure, will build walls, nice, tight, solid walls. But when the world changes, sometimes you need the out-of-the-box crazy of marketing. So don't think I'm against marketing, but trying to help you out here. Have a great day. Like and share. I hope it makes you think your friends will know you're smart. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.